When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, he is one of the greatest Eagles of all time, and he is a guy that certainly has a very special memory about Tom Brady, but I think Brandon probably remembers it a little bit better than Tom does. He is Brandon Graham of the Philadelphia Eagles, who joins Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Brandon, we appreciate the time, man. Congratulations on another Super Bowl appearance. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing good, man. Uh, I really appreciate you, you know, having me on. No, listen, we appreciate it. And first and foremost, Brandon, like, where in your house is that picture of you with the strip sack of Brady? Does it take up an entire wall? Have you thought about putting it on the outside of the house? <laughs> you know what? Actually, that that's the only thing that's not really put up. I got it all in, in a box. Like, I got a bunch of pictures. I just haven't got it framed yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just... Really, it's in my brain, though. It's in my memory bank. <laughs> I hear you, Brandon. Now, you just finished your 13th regular season. Ten more to go to catch Tom Brady. You plan on sticking around that long? Uh, you know what? Nah, it ain't going to be that long. I don't think they're going to call my phone uh, that long. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brandon, I, I mean, I just got to get to it, man. First of all, I, I want to talk about your individual achievement this year. You set a career high in sacks. You were part of a defensive line that had 70 sacks on the regular season. Talk about what it meant to you to be a part of a group that had four down guys be double-digit sack guys in one regular season. Well, man, I know it took it took all of us. It took all of us every day, uh, even now to to right now. It's like you got to put that work in every day, man. You got to sharpen each other. Uh, there's days where you know some days Hassan got to get on me, or I get on Hassan, or I get on uh, I get on Sweaty. Like you know, it's just it, it, it was a collective with all that, man. Because uh, we all was out here, you know, really, uh, you know, unselfish. When you got a D line and get that many sacks, man, you know it's a lot of People win individual rushes for one, and then on top of that, uh, you know, when you look at some of the rushes, well, most of the rushes is unselfish. People balancing up, making sure we trapping the quarterback the way we practice it, and, and you know, it's just it's just been fun, man. So for me to get eleven coming off the bench, boys, you know, I was over there just you know, drinking all that Kool-Aid or whatever we was doing that week. <laughs> now, Brandon, you talking about being <laughs> unselfish. I'm a defensive lineman. I know how it gets when your team gets a double-digit lead and you late in the fourth <laughs> quarter. I know how it is. I also know how it is when you're fighting the lineup over that one guy that's the fish on that offensive line, the guy that you think is that easy win. So you're talking, <laughs> about, talking about working together, but how much competition is it in that defensive line room to have those opportunities to rush the passer? Oh, it's a lot of competition. You could feel that. You could you you could feel that in the beginning when we first started training camp. When we was uh, like when you when you be in the meeting room looking over film and you seeing guys winning their one on ones and then some guys getting strapped. That's what we call it. And man, then it became a real competition because we'll be in there, you know, yelling strap, strap. You don't want to be the guy. You don't want to be the guy that yelling saying that. You know, so it just made it fun and it, and man, it definitely worked for us this year where we all just. 
we we all just been working, man, and it's just been showing up on the field. And that's what I get credited to. Like I tell all the young boys, man, it's what you do in practice. It's the it's what you can uh, retain between the ears. You make so that you can play so that you can play fast, uh, going from the classroom to the field. And man, it's it's been working for us this year, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Sad that we got two more weeks together. Brandon Graham of the Eagles, outstanding season he has had individually and from the team, obviously, headed to Super Bowl 57. Brandon, just tell us about the influence of Nick Sirianni on this team as a whole over the last two years. Well, uh, Nick came in, you know, with the energy. Him and JG, both of them, both of them different, but they both got the energy together. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, that we got a great staff, uh, but, but Nick, is definitely one that, um, you know, you start to see our personalities out there showing for real because it's him. It's him leading us, and uh, he's not afraid to, you know, talk about talk about stuff to, you know, guys that you would think, oh, man, he said that to him. It's like, man, we all in this thing trying to win. And obviously, you know, we got to this point, so it's been working. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to work if you hold people accountable and, and people actually, you know, listen to what you – the criticism that uh, that people, you know, will tell you and try to fix it. So, man, I, I, I can respect Nick Sirianni because he's all about the little things, the details, and uh, you can get tired of it sometimes because, you know, uh, you feel like you can get away with some stuff, but it's like, nah, because that is the stuff that starts to show up in your game later on when you ha- when you got to have it. And I'm sure, uh, you know, the 49ers were sick that the penalties hit – killed him on on that one drive where mm-hmm. it kept the drive going and we ended up scoring a touchdown. But that's what we talked about as a team, just saying, like, you see what happens when good teams, you know, make these mistakes. You give other teams chances to win, especially another good team. And so, man, that's what we always try to make sure we don't do. Yeah, before you can win the game, you got to avoid losing the game. Talking to Eagles defensive lineman Brandon Graham on Kenny and Carlin. And, Brandon, your head coach – said something about Jalen Hurts a couple of weeks ago. He said it's like having Michael Jordan out there on the field when he's under center. Now, I know you guys had to go a couple of games this year without having him. We know how great of a season he was able to put together. The statistics, all of the uh, – the, the I guess the, the dynamic play that we've seen from him as a runner and as a passer. But take us behind the scenes. What is it that we don't see that makes Jalen Hurts special? <laughs> You know, Jalen, you know, he, he smiled a lot more off the field. I mean, you know what I'm saying, than he probably do on the field sometimes because he always got that look but just like he like he locked in. Uh, but, man, you know, I got to, you know, spend some time with him uh, this, this this past weekend and a little more and, you know, just to see him uh, just out of his shell, man. I mean, you know, you could tell that he's, he's really feeling good on how the season's been. We're going to the Super Bowl. A lot of coaches that wasn't smiling before, they smiling now because we, we didn't got to the – Point point where we got there. Now we got to go finish the job, and you know it was just it's such it's such a hard game as you know, man. Uh, and so um, you know we just want to make sure uh, that we just continue to just keep being who we are. But Jalen definitely is one of those guys, man. That you know is all business on on camera, but you know off off the field, man. He, he's a lot of fun. So uh, if you don't know him personally, you know I'm sure you know if you get to know him, you 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 would know that he he uh, he's funny. Brandon Graham of the Philadelphia Eagles with us on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Brandon, what do people not know about this Eagles team that maybe didn't see him every week that they're going to see 10 days from now? Um, You know what? We play fast. You know, that's what I do love. Uh, we, you know, we, we all about, especially on defense, you know, it's 
that's what we, um, you know, do in, in practice, playing fast, running to the ball, making sure that we, uh, you know, locked in on, on our assignments and, and taking care of your box. That's what we say all the time. Take care of your area, your box, or what you have to do. And, you know, we usually – and make sure you, it's effort to the ball. Uh, and that's one thing that I know that's going that's been carrying us because uh, you know we got guys that's fighters out there that's that's effort guys and you know you add a couple vets like uh, Linval and Sue, uh, great personalities to the locker room, people that uh, that they can look up to, uh, and you know I just think that it's just a collective of people that understand the assignment assignment, and we don't even have to say much. We just you know just go out there and do because of what what you see the the veteran guys doing. If they going hard, man, of course you can't go out there and look bad, especially as a young guy. Brandon, one of the things that I observed watching you guys, not only on the broadcast copy, but on the all-22s and the tight copies, you guys are by far the most physical team in the National Football League. I thought the matchup in the NFC Championship game featured the two most physical teams, and yet you guys went out there and bullied the San Francisco 49ers. Now, as a defensive lineman, I'll tell you, I used to take pride in that, but you guys not only do it on the defensive side of the ball in the trenches, but you do it on the offensive side of the ball in the trenches as well. Talk a little bit about that offensive line and how much they set the tone for you guys' overall physicality as a team. Man, them boys right there, whew, they got some highlights, boy. I would say, man, I would, I would be on, I would be trying to get after Jason Kelsey, boy, because he put some people on hit on their butt this mm. year, and man, <laughs> you know, it is, it has been, they have been a physical group, and it's cool because we've been sharpening each other, we know each other, we know each other's little weaknesses from going against each other every day, so uh, it's always fun. It's always like a chess match when you when you in uh, practice with the guys because. You know a little bit of it is they're going to get their they work done, but you know that they ain't going fully on what they're going to go on Sunday. But, man, I know that uh, them boys is heavy, uh, especially Landon and, and uh, Jordan on that side, boys. So I'll be selling for them D tackles. Uh, they got to go with Landon and Kelsey and Jordan uh, Landon together. Man, it's like I'm telling you, Lane already over there on the island by himself. He protecting his island. I ain't really worried about Lane because uh, Lane been doing it all year, man. Every year I done been here. Lane and got so much better, and he finally getting his just due, man. I'm happy for him. And then Isaac is is the man to clean up. That's what I call him, the clean up man, because he be out there. People don't know too much about him, but when they when they feel him, they they show know about him then. So you know, I, I, it do starts up front, and uh, Kelsey and those guys definitely has sharpened us, and we have sharpened them. And just to see it, uh, you know, flourish out there on the field, man, it definitely looks bad. Uh, for some guys, especially uh, this this past game. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Brandon, Ooh. Brandon, just a couple of more. It's Brandon Graham of the Eagles. Uh, you know that offensive line put out a Christmas album. Rumor has it you might have been on the back of vocals. Is that accurate? <laughs> yeah, I was in there a couple of times. <laughs> it was cool. It's just you know no no singing. I don't think I think it was all me just yelling and screaming and stuff that I do. But we had fun with it. Um, you know it was. It was real fun, um, you know, get get say my little parts in it, um, and then to see the work that them boys put in. They put in some real work. Uh, so, I'm, I mean, Jordan Mulata for sure going to have a deal after this. Cause you hear him, uh, you hear him uh, singing all the time, man. So, I'm just like, 
and get ready for your second job, man. Uh, keep on going. Keep keep working it as you go. Well, outside of Jordan, I'm glad I ain't got to worry about none of y'all other guys trying to make y'all living singing <laughs> based on what I heard on that record. But, Brandon, man, we appreciate you jumping on with us, man. I want to wish you all the luck uh, going out there to Arizona to compete in Super Bowl 57, man. Go ahead and get you another one, dog. Man, I'm telling you, man, I'm a, we're going to do the best. We're going to put our best foot forward. That's what I've been saying the whole time. Just one one, one day at a time, one play at a time. Keep your keep the game playing the game playing. Don't 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 stray away from it and, and stay true to who you are out there. And that's it, man. Just have fun doing it. Brandon, you're the best. We appreciate it, man. Home. You're, you're the appreciate best. Y'all. Thanks so much. And I'll tell you what, the one other thing, too, with Brandon, he's their Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. Yeah. There is not a guy who does more in that city. Yeah than Brandon Graham does. Yeah. I mean, like, I spent a year there, and the fact that, like, just to give you a little behind the scenes, like, I reached out to him to see if he wanted to come on. Like, he's called after the show yesterday and said, how you doing, man? What's going on? What are you up to? Like, he didn't, you know. Yeah. It's like, where you been? That's five years ago I was there. Yeah. And he's a really good dude. Just yeah. as, as good as I mean, he he's gets. a class act, and he's he the really longest is. tenured Eagle, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, just a class act, represents the organization, not only on the field with his sportsmanship and his great play, but off the field as well. And that team has a long legacy of community outreach, Carlin, even yep. going back to the late, great Reggie White and what he used to do on his Friday off during the afternoon. Like, I just... It's 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 really special to see Brandon Graham continuing that tradition and trying to make an impact with the platform that he has. I'll give you one last one real quick. When we were doing our show, we were doing it from a wedding venue, and we gave away a wedding on our show. I worked at WIP in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So a couple got everything from this wedding venue, right? Amazing on a on a Friday. Who came and married the couple? Brandon Graham. <laughs> it was amazing. So he's out here marrying people? He had the robes on. Wow. He did the whole thing. Wow. Like, he didn't just show up and do it. Like, he does the whole thing. He was in it. Oh, it was I amazing. It. it was absolutely it. amazing. I love it. We appreciate it. Brandon Graham of the Eagles. Uh, of course, they're taking on the, the Chiefs next week and a guy that's had a tremendous season. And tremendous he said career. something that was very telling, though, Carlin, and I'm not sure that our listeners picked up on it, but the one thing that he said when talking about his teammates – he said he's a little sad that they only got two more weeks together. Yeah. Now, I will tell you this. When we won the championship in 2011, when I was with the New York Giants, we won Super Bowl 46. The thing that stood out about that team in comparison to the other 10 teams I played on in the National Football League is that we all loved each other and we loved being around each other. That defensive line that I was on with O.C. and Justin Tuck and Linville Joseph and all of those guys, Dave Tolleson, Dias Kiwanuka, we went to dinner. Every single Friday night during that regular season. That was our time together. Wives, girlfriends, y'all can't come. This is for us. Mm -hmm. We went to dinner as a defensive line, as a unit. And we weren't the only position group that did that. Carlin, we loved each other. We loved being around each other. And when the rubber met the road, we fought for one another. It has to be about something bigger than yourself. And when you hear Brandon Graham say, I'm sad that we only got two more weeks together. It, it just it, it sends that chill down my spine because I know what that feeling is like. I know what it's like, and, and it just I I don't want to say it's a prelude to a championship, but Carlin, it seems like it's teeing it up that way when you hear about all of the good things they got going on in that Eagles locker room. Yeah. 
Canty and Carl at ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and Super Bowl 57 is certainly going to be a hot ticket. Hot Ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. And, of course, Brandon Graham's career highlight might be Probably, definitely is the strip sack of Tom Brady in Super Bowl 52. Yeah. And with Brady retiring today, there's not just what all of his impact on the game is. There's now what the fallout is. And there's plenty of it because we were talking about this earlier. If I am the Green Bay Packers, I could not be happier that this happened because now the price on Aaron Rodgers just went up. And you... I have to say, I know what you're getting at when you say if you're the Packers now with Brady gone, do you rethink trading away Aaron Rodgers and maybe you take one more shot at it? I don't. I don't. I got a chance to to get out of this somewhat, I I can't say cleanly because Aaron's never going to let it be clean. No. But if I have a chance to get out of this and get a couple of first-round picks out of it, let's just say that... San Francisco is something that they ultimately would consider because maybe they'd get the best offer there. Yeah. If you're the 49ers, would you give them two ones and Trey Lance right now for him? I don't know if they want Trey Lance because they got Jordan Love right now. And right, they got de- and they got to deal with his fifth-year option. So I-, I-, I think if they go down that road and they do trade him to San Francisco. Would you take two ones for him from San Francisco? Absolutely. If you get two ones from anybody, Green Bay needs to have Aaron Rodgers on the next thing smoking. Carlin? I do think it opens up a host of other opportunities that Green Bay is going to have to entertain, and I'm right there with you. I would trade him rather than keep him because I don't think this team is close. I've said it before, Green Bay is closer to a rebuild than they are a championship. So cut bait with him, start your future with Jordan Love, who's making next to nothing. You're drafting him with a first-round pick. Go ahead and use the kid. Now, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, I'm not going to get hung up on the NFC-AFC thing. If I can get two ones from an NFC team, then I'm trading Aaron Rodgers to an NFC team. If I get two ones from an AFC team, I am trading Aaron Rodgers to an AFC team. It's about the team that gives me the best offer. But now with the chess piece of Tom Brady being off the board, there are going to be some other teams that are looking to upgrade their quarterback position and they're willing to pay a little bit more to do so. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. More on how this affects teams like the 49ers, the Raiders, the Bucks. And even the Miami Dolphins, it is all on the way. Up next, though, story time with Canty. I can't wait for this. <laughs> this should be fun. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And your response to the news that Tom Brady has retired from football. And this time, it looks it uh, looks like it for good. Your memory of Brady, and if in fact... You foolishly would believe that he is not the best quarterback you have ever seen. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Kenty Carlin, ESPN Radio. I, I think that a lot of you are aware that my partner quite often will appear on the uh, acclaimed television program Get Up, uh, which is, of course, 8 to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday on ESPN. Yeah, let me Hosting. tell you, Tom Brady blew up that rundown this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and he was on today. And I can imagine, well, not can I, I can imagine, I turned it on. It was two hours of Tom Brady, as you would expect it to be, with you and Diana Rossini and company. But it does bring us to one of our favorite segments of the week, and it's usually to really rip apart something that Canty said on Get Up. Yes. But this case, in this case, not so much. It's Get Up in the Morning. Good morning. It is time to get up. But in the afternoon, we get down. Get down on it. It's time for Get Up, Get Down. Get down on it. Mm. Uh, normally we would just play the clip from this morning, but Canty has a couple of stories that he would like to share from Super Bowl 46. And instead of playing the clip from this morning, let's just relive it with a Canty full-on retell of these stories. The floor is yours. Yeah, so I'm going to go a few years before Super Bowl 46. Let's take it back to 2007, Carlin, when the Patriots started their undefeated regular season. Now, in week six, they paid a visit to Texas Stadium, and at the time, I was a member of the Dallas Cowboys, and we too were undefeated, and people were billing it as a potential Super Bowl matchup, and that game was anything but. But on this particular play, Wade Phillips our defensive coordinator and our head coach at the time, dials up a zero blitz. Now, for those of you that don't know what a zero blitz is, it basically is the defense bringing more rushers than the offense can block. So it's a pass play. The defense is rushing a whole lot of guys to try to get to the quarterback. Now, offenses usually try to protect the quarterback by full turning the offensive line, a full slide protection, and leaving the end man on the line of scrimmage unblocked. And the quarterback is supposed to throw hot off of that rusher. Okay? And so on this particular play, I'm the defensive tackle. I'm in the middle of the blitz. And the offensive line doesn't do the full turn protection. Logan Mankins, the left guard, down blocks. Matt Light, the left tackle, turns out. So, Carlin, there is a huge, huge gap right there. And I've just got a free run with a full head of steam going at Tom Brady. Now, keep this in mind. This was in an era of football where knocking quarterbacks out of the game was celebrated. This was a good thing. That was a part of the culture. There was no quarterback strike zone. There were no quarterback protections. I mean, you could pretty much maul these guys 
and everybody was going to clap and cheer even louder. And for a guy that was on a rookie contract, Carlin, <laughs> you know, there's a little extra clout that you get in the locker room if you're picking up what I'm putting down, mm-hmm. if you knock the starting quarterback out. And so this is a situation. I got a full head of steam. I'm running, and I hit Tom Brady harder than I've ever hit any other human being, playing football or otherwise, in my life. And I'm walking back to the defensive huddle, and I'm telling Jay Ratliff, I got him, Jay. I knocked him out. I'm going to get the clout. Guys in the locker room, they're going to give me love. This game is going to be a whole lot easier because Tom Brady ain't going to be able to finish. I knocked him out. Jay Ratliff taps me on my shoulder and tells me to look back. And Tom Brady is on the ground. He shakes his head. Matt Light reaches down, picks him up. He dusts himself off, and he plays the next play. And it was in that moment that Tom Brady got my utmost respect, not just as a quarterback, Carlin, but as a football player. We talk a lot about his mental toughness and, and you know the leadership intangibles and how this guy sets the culture. But this is a tough hombre, man. This is a really tough dude. And I'm not saying tough for a quarterback. He's tough for a football player regardless of position. And that type of sports character is what has allowed him to play for 23 years. It's really incredible what he's been able to do. Now, when you say you drilled him, where did you make first contact? Where you know... Face mask to face mask. Face mask to face mask. Okay. Face mask to face... I'm talking about boom. Right. Yeah. Chin music. And you just landed right on top of him as hard as could be. Oh, it drove him into the ground. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I tried to put him under the stadium. You know that big crown that they have on the field? Yeah. I tried to put a dent in the crown. That's how hard I hit Tom Brady. It really, I mean, I, again, Carla, I hit him as hard as I've ever hit any other human being. What I did to Tom Brady is aggravated assault. And 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 the guy just got up. Now, Carlin, I, I'm not the biggest football player. but You're 6'8", 340. That's my point. 6'8", <laughs> 340, unblocked, full head of steam. And back then, I was running in, you know, four seven four eight, Carlin. So, I mean, I got some wheels. Knocked the hell out of him. This guy got up, man. Wow. This guy got up. And, and, Carlin, I just, it's, when you played against Tom Brady, you knew what kind of game it was going to be. In the Super Bowl that I won, Super Bowl forty six, undoubtedly was that kind of game. He missed that throw to Wes Welker on that final drive. I'm like, thank God he missed that throw. That was the throw where Giselle came out and said he can't throw it and catch yep. it at the same time. Yep. But, Carlin, that game ended on a Hail Mary try from Tom Brady to Rob Gronkowski. And that ball had to hang in the air for 30 minutes. <laughs> I mean, it was just, that ball was just up there forever. It was just like, please, dear God, please fall incomplete. Because it's Tom Brady, and he always finds a way to be on the winning sides of this thing. But – Thank goodness the ball fell incomplete. We had the ticker tape fall down. It was a celebration because we had won the Super Bowl. And I remember we had the Super Bowl party back at our hotel in Indianapolis, friends and family and everybody there. The next day, we're getting ready to fly back to New York. And the New England Patriots get to the airport before we do. They're almost finished boarding. We hadn't started boarding yet. Shout out to the airport in Indianapolis because... The airport in Indianapolis made the Patriots plane hold, even though they were already boarded up and ready to go, allowed us to board and fly out first because we won the Super Bowl. 
So I got two wins against Tom Brady in that weekend, not one. Oh, you know that air traffic controller was a Colts fan. Oh, you no, no doubt about oh, it. No it. doubt about it. They couldn't wait. Those they boys that. in the tower wanted to stick at the Belichick in the worst way. <laughs> Sit tight, Bill. We'll get to you. Let's let the winners go first. That was great. That was awesome. Great, man. It was great. <laughs> it was great. But you know what? Everybody has got these stories that competed with or against Tom Brady, and, and it just – it goes to show you, man, he, he he forced you to be at your best because he was always going to be at his best. And that doesn't mean he's going to throw for 300 yards in every single game, but he's always going to be focused. He's always going to have that attention to detail and the preparation. He's going to know you as well as you know your own scheme. And he's going to try to find the weaknesses and exploit them. That's why Tom Brady made sure that every like every week you went into a game, you were like, Okay, we got Tom Brady this week. We got the Patriots this week. They're going to be buttoned up. We got to show them different because this guy has seen every bit, every snap of film that we have. The we had to be on top of everything we did because we knew he was going to give us his best punch every single time, regardless of the stakes. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. That's an awesome story. That's two awesome stories. Absolutely love it. So we go from one goat to another. Next, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. He's closing in on it, though. 89, oh, yeah. 89 points away for LeBron after last night. That was a heck of a performance. Man, outstanding. In overtime in the garden. I thought when he buried that three to get 114 on the board, it was over. But Jalen Brunson from the Knicks had an unbelievable performance. I wish Julius Randle got him the ball at the end of the game. Maybe they would have been on the different side of it. Yeah. But how, how many times do we have to see Julius Randle? I don't understand it. When he's getting doubled and triple teamed, it's not a good idea to force a shot. Just pass the ball. It's not that hard. No. It's not that hard. I'm I'm glad he did what he did because it makes my Lakers get an opportunity to get a dub. Yes. And keep us within striking distance to be a top 16 in Uh, the Western Conference. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on SiriusXM Channel 80, not to mention on your smart speaker as well. Here is LeBron uh, as he closes in in on Kareem for the all-time scoring record, 89 points short after the game last night. LeBron, how conscious are you of the scoring record while you're playing the game? Not at all. Um, I didn't get to this point in my career by thinking about, you know, you know, records or how many points I have or whatever the case may be. I just played the game the right way. Um, you know, I, 
I approach the game every night on trying to be a triple threat by you know, scoring, rebounding, assisting, you know, defending, you know, and then um, you know, later, you know, made the chips fall where they may. So um, I think maybe if I get when I get close, super duper close, maybe it'll be in the back of my mind or in the front of my mind. But um, I don't put that. I don't ever put that type of pressure on myself. I just go out and play. You buy that for a second? Nah, man. LeBron James <laughs> told us a decade ago that he was out here chasing ghosts. Michael Jordan, guys that were all-time greats from yesteryear. He told us that, Carlin, over a decade ago. So I know that this means something to him. Now, I do believe him when he says he didn't set out to do this, but I, 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 I to be the all-time leading scorer. But I do think he set out to be known as the greatest player of all time. Okay. So I'm going to ask you an impossible question. Go ahead. LeBron or Brady? What do you mean? Just all-time great players in their sport, LeBron or Brady? Well, LeBron is not viewed as the greatest basketball player of all time. That belongs to Michael Jordan. Right, but it's there are people who think that LeBron is better than Jordan. I think there are people that think that LeBron James is more skilled than Michael Jordan. I don't yes. think that anybody thinks the greatness of LeBron usurps the greatness of Jordan. No, I, I, what I would say is that Le, certainly LeBron is the most physically gifted superstar we've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. LeBron is, is special. There's nothing that he can't do on the basketball court from a high level. I mean, he passed Steve Nash on the all-time assist list. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. For his career numbers, Carlin, LeBron James is averaging, career now, 27-7-7. That's a career. This dude been playing basketball for 20 years. He's averaging 27-7-7. It really is incredible that he's been able to do this. And Carlin, now he's only 89 points away from passing Kareem for the most points ever in an NBA career. Carlin. He's played 153 fewer games than Kareem has played. That just goes to show you like the efficiency that he's been able to score at, and that's probably not the most dominant trait that he has in his overall game. It just shows you how talented and how skilled LeBron James is. Are the Lakers going to put themselves in a position here, at the very least where they're in the play-in, but more, and I don't mean at the, you know, the 9-10 spot, yeah. But the top half of it at the very least, or to or to get in the top six. Are they going to put themselves in that position? Because you know what it feels like? That when they start to get going, it's like a it's like a false start. Yeah. You know, every time they have a win like last night, it's like they take a step back right after data. Just not stringing enough together right now. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. There are three games back in the win column from being a top six team. So I just do they have the potential to do it? Sure. But I say this, Carlin, they've played 52 games. Water kind of finds its level at this point in the season. Sure, the Lakers could try to kick it into high gear after the trade deadline, after the All-Star break, when NBA players start taking the regular season seriously. But I don't know that LeBron James isn't going to be gassed once we get to that point, right? Yeah. You know, that's the thing that I think about. Like, go back a couple of years when they had to go through the play-in and then they ended up getting matched up against the Phoenix Suns. LeBron James is on one leg and Anthony Davis has got a bad back or whatever it was. Uh, and, and you just wonder how much gas will Braun have left once we do get to the second season if they qualify for it. So can they make a move at the deadline? Sure, they can make a move at the deadline. But, Carlin, is that move going to make them a championship contender? If the answer is no, 
why would you mortgage your future and give away the 2027 first round pick or the 2029 first round pick if you're the Lakers? Why would you do that? That's the only way that you can give away those two picks is if you think something that you can get will put you over the top. No. And I'm going to ask another ridiculous question. Go ahead. Because I just want to hear the answer. Is there any way that at this point, if he were to stay healthy, I know what I'm saying, please don't bite my head off, that Davis would actually be a little bit fresher as a result of the injury down the stretch of the season. Man, you're always going to be holding your breath with Anthony yeah, Davis. Yeah, I know. Whether he's fresh or not doesn't really I mean, matter I mean, to me. If we're making up for LeBron being gassed, I don't know if you'll be able to fully make up for it, but is there the chance? I feel like Lloyd Christmas, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, you know? I, I don't I don't invest too much in that. The one thing I will say about the Lakers, though, man, getting Rui Achimura in that trade was, was good for them. Only cost them a couple of second-round picks. Well, that's what and they it, needed. They needed a shooter. And then the development of Thomas Bryant. Like yeah. an, another guy that you feel comfortable with if he has to be in the starting lineup as a frontline big. Now, you're not going to get him to space the floor that much, but he can be a rebounder and a rim protector and give you those elements that Anthony Davis traditionally provides. So I, I just, Carlin, I, again, I don't think they're going to be a championship contender no matter what move they make. I don't think there's a move that's out there to be made where they can do that. Now, Um, Is there a situation where we look at them in a little different of a light going into next year when Russell Westbrook comes off the books and you could potentially be in the free agent marketplace where Kyrie Irving may be available? I don't know. But I think based on what we've seen this year, it's more about the individual achievement of LeBron James than any type of team success that the Los Angeles Lakers are going to be able to put together. See, I treated this a little bit like an interview of a Laker fan just to see where your head's at. This is going nowhere. What do, you, what do you want me to say? I, I, I just want to see where – I want to take your temperature, see where you are on this, because when I see a team that has only won more than three in a row once this year, and that was when they won five in a row, they turn around they lose three straight. Like, my thing is they just can't seem to get it going consistently. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.